I felt like I was on Baywatch because we were running on the beach. <laughs> it was. It was so sandy. And you were wearing a speedo. I was wearing a speedo. <laughs> what so did you glad have I did not on? Yeah, my speedo and the hair flowing had a little. Uh, <laughs> it's like hassle. The white off, sunscreen on my you. nose. Oh yes, it was beautiful. It was so exciting. Um, <laughs> it was so exciting for all the rest of us. Yeah. Hola, me llamo Jacqueline Carrillo y yo soy un Big Ass Runner de Tucson, Arizona. Bienvenidos al Big Ass Runner Podcast, donde nosotros entretenamos y alentamos trail runners de todo el mundo. Y ahora les presento Jeff Harold. Well, thank you, Jacqueline. Excellent job on that intro. This is the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast. My name is Jeff Harrell, and this is episode number 87 we have an awesome show for you. If you've been listening to the last couple episodes, we have been debuting a new segment called Inside the Herd. We have another excellent, excellent Inside the Herd this week as well. And then Marcy Baser joins us with perhaps a guest or two as well. Super excited about that. But before we get to the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about a race that we had this past weekend, we ran the Grasslands one half marathon. And I say we, it was a, a day trip for some of the folks that I run with pretty regularly. So it was myself, Steven, Timmy Time, our buddy Richard, and our buddy Henry. And we jumped in Timmy Time's truck and headed up to Alverd, Texas, north of Decatur, which is just in the north central. North, way north central part of Texas and did this race. I had done it last year and I did not have a very good race. I was disappointed in my performance. So one of my goals was just to beat last year's pace. We have to find out if that happened. But a couple of things about this race. First of all, it's put on by Blaze Trails, which you heard from Chris Barnwell a few weeks ago. He and his wife, Ann, are the race directors for this race. It was a great race. I like it because it's has a little bit of vert, but not much. And it's a single half marathon loop. But one of the challenges with this course is it is really sandy. Sandy, my darling. You hurt me real bad. Which you wouldn't expect in North Central Texas. But it's you, you almost feel like you're in Baywatch. You're running through the sand. It feels like you're running on the beach. So that can be a little bit challenging, a little different, and a little difficult. So along the way, we took a little audio, and I want to share that with you. And here is us arriving at the Grasslands Half Marathon. So we are here at the Grasslands Grasslands Half Marathon. Very excited. Yeah, it's a lot of sand. It's uh, What time is it, Timmy? Time 7.45. Yep. We have 45 minutes before we start. Timmy Time, you, you don't have any kind of hydration with you. What's going on with that? I do have my uh, naked belt, but I'm thinking about where, running with a uh, disposable cup. Oh, you did bring your naked belt? Yeah. Okay. Naked. I call it's naked. He brought his naked belt. He's just try I'm trying to figure out if I need hydration. Do you need hydration? Richard's here. Richard, what do you think? Did, does Timmy Time need to bring? Know. What do you think? Does Timmy time need what? Hydration? Yeah. Not Timmy time. No way. <laughs> Richard says no way. Henry, does Timmy time need hydration? No, he's going to be way too fast. He doesn't have time to drink. <laughs> he doesn't have time to drink. There you go. We'll, we'll find out what happens. Yeah, Tim tends to just run without water or any kind of hydration, which this is amazing to me because he does. And we'll talk about how he finished, if he finished how he did. Another great thing about this race, we see a lot of friends there. We saw, in fact, Coach Greg and the Dirt Invert team were manning the first aid station. I believe it was called the Outback Aid Station. I was very disappointed. There was no Awesome Blossom when I moved into the aid station. But yet, yeah, Coach Greg was there, as well as some folks that we run with in this area. We saw Denny. We saw K-Dog. We saw Kyle Buckley. Remember, Kyle did a Why I Run a few episodes ago or several episodes ago. And so we just see people that we've met along the way. And that's the thing we love so much about trail running is the community. Oh, we saw Susan Johnson was there as well. So great. 
And of course, Chris and his wife, Anne, who were running the race, got to meet them. I'd met him before in person, but not since we've done the episode together a few weeks ago. So that was great as well. So the gun goes out. Oh, wait, before that, I made a cardinal mistake. When picking up your packet, there's one item you always want to get. And I somehow forgot. Well, I made the cardinal mistake of forgetting to get my race shirt when I picked up the bib and timing chip. So I had to go back to the registration area, convince them that I was not trying to get two shirts that I actually have forgotten my first shirt, but shirt is secured. Yes, forgot to get the great race shirt and it was a green, it was an awesome looking shirt. Blaze Trails does a great job. And we did get there about an hour before the race, much to Steven's chagrin. He likes to get there maybe seconds before the race. So you could just get out of the truck, grab your bib and hit the starting line. But yeah, I like to get there early because, you know, you got to visit the beacon of light maybe once or twice. Get, if you forget your shirt, like I did, you have time to go get it. And we got there a little bit early, got everything done, got to the starting line and had a really good race. Table talk. Okay, we finished the race, and uh, we're about to talk to someone that, that may sound familiar to the big-ass runner herd. Have you heard of this guy, Stephen, Stephen Pritz? Steve, what? Stephen, how'd your race go, buddy? You know, Jeff, it went great. I didn't train for it and just had a steady pace, and it was great. I, I actually beat my time from last year. Yeah, you shaved yeah. your 155 and a half marathon on the trail, in the sand, the on the trend. beach. It was like right, right on the beach. There's a bigger story to this, uh -oh. though, that Timmy Time and Richard... I mean, they have some. They have some some pretty good times here. All right, Timmy, time. What was your time? One forty-four. One forty-four. That's thirteen point one miles in one forty-four. Oh, thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen point one. It was thirteen point one on my watch. What about you, Richard? Uh, one fifty-one. Nicely Ooh, done. Nicely part done. Of my strategy was staying behind Timmy, time, looking at those beautiful, goldy, mock hair. I mean, and just, I was hoping he would sing to me, but he didn't sing to me, though, so I was a little disappointed. I think everyone in the in the whole race was disappointed by that. Tim, I think you need to cut yeah. cut the hair, and let's see how fast you can run. Oh, dude, no, I'm like uh, Goliath, dude. Do it. No way, or Samson. Well, very successful. <laughs> <laughs> like Goliath. I ran with Goliath. <laughs> did you really? Oh, dude, oh, yeah. guy, huge guy out there. Yeah. Did good, but he was 26. I passed him. Of course you did. <laughs> Well, we had a very successful race out here at the Grasslands. We were about to go get some pancakes, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, Timmy Time had a great race. He actually finished ninth overall. And actually the first place winner was 59 years old, which is awesome. And made me think, I have no excuses. He's five years older than me. I got to get out there and, and make it happen. But it was a great race. I was happy with my race. I did shave 13 minutes off my time from last year, which is progress i was happy with that but it was just fun being with the crew and seeing everyone out there great race by blaze trails had a great time hope you had a great weekend as well well with that let's get going on episode number 87 of the big ass runner Well, now joining us on the Big Ass Runner Hotline is the great Denver Isom. Denver, welcome to the show. Jeff, thank you for having me, man. I definitely appreciate this. It's pretty nice to be able to talk to you live like this or, you know, like, actually, like, what's going on now, so it's really sweet. Yeah, you've been so gracious. You've done several things for us in the past. You've done a, I know you've done an intro and some other things as well. You've been so gracious with your time, and I know you've got family time you're taking your, yourself away from. So, so thanks so much for joining us. Cause I think you are one of those listeners that the herd just loves. And I, and I think it started, I want to add, this is where I want to ask you the first question. I think it started with your dance videos on Instagram. So you got to tell us <laughs> about that. Cause you've got moves. Well, <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Um, I don't know. It's just, I always like to, 
have fun and make people laugh. So one day I was just like, you know what, I should do one of these dances. And I used to do them, I'll go back, I used to do them before when I used to always lift and work out a lot. Um, So every time I'd be in the gym, I'd do little funny videos then. And so I was like, well, it'd be cool to do one running and just, uh, you know, somebody to laugh. But I don't mind laughing at myself. I always say I'm the biggest kid in our house. So, um, yeah, so I just decided to do the video and then, a lot of people seem to like it and get a laugh out of it. So I'm like, well, why not? You know, put a smile on one person's face and it's well worth it. And I think what we need to do, this this is just an idea that just popped in my head. It's maybe a terrible idea, but I feel like we need to do like, like a dance challenge. So you do a dance and then you challenge another herd member, then they've got to do it. Ooh, and they've got, I think we could do something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you just started something. Jeff. I think so. Something. As long as it doesn't end up with me, I think we're in, we're in good shape. <laughs> I don't know, man. You got to get into somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to also ask you because, you know, Stephen is unfortunately not part of the show day to day, but obviously we still run together and, and talk a lot. And he was always under the impression that you live in Colorado. And I like Stephen, his name is Denver. That doesn't mean he lives in Colorado. So tell us where you are in the world right now. I live in Saginaw, Michigan. As you guys know, we always like to call it the Mitten. And so if you were to look at the Mitten, I'm like right there in the little crease there by the, where the thumb area would be. We're about an hour from Detroit, an hour north from Detroit. So, uh, yeah, it's just a small little town um, that doesn't have too much here, but not too much excitement, but, you know, I love it. And is that where you grew up? No, um, I'm a military brat. Um, I, all right, skip the long list now. Um, I was born in Long Beach, California, on the naval base there. My earliest memories I have of being on the military base was when we lived in Camp Pendleton. I just remember we stayed like in the apartments there, and I had a little buddy named Billy that we used to always play with when I was about three or four. After Camp Pendleton, we moved to 29 Palms, California, and we stayed there for a few years. I was probably, whew, maybe nine or ten when we stayed there, so that was a good, you know, fun time. I was nothing but the desert out there, but, you know, as a kid, you know, catching snakes and lizards was what I did for fun <laughs> uh, next to swimming. Um, and then after that, we moved to Okinawa, Japan. Oh, wow. Yes. We got stationed there on Camp Courtney, which is the Marine Corps base there. Both my parents were in the Marines. So uh, that's why I did all this traveling. I was, like I said, a military brat. So I lived there for a couple of years. That was a good experience. Fun. Got myself in a lot of trouble out there, but it was definitely fun. Then from Okinawa, Japan, I moved to Jacksonville, North Carolina. Um, we lived on a military base there on Camp Lejeune. Stayed there for a couple of years. And then after that, we moved to North Charleston, South Carolina. I was only there for a year. And then that brought me here to Michigan after that because my dad is originally from Michigan. My mom, she's from Chicago. My dad has, you know, obviously family that stays here. My uh, grandmother was kind of sick at the time. And so wasn't looking too good at this time. So he came down here to make sure she was okay. And then uh, we moved from, and he, you know, got a house and everything situated for us here. So then after he got everything situated for us here in Michigan, then me and my mom and my sister moved from Charleston, North Carolina, to here to Michigan. And then I've been here since the age of 15, 16. Awesome. And you, you seem like a very gregarious, make a lot of friends. And I'm curious because I've, I've heard this before for people that were in the military that you, you move so much that you, you get, get, you get good at making friends. Is that, is that true for you? Kind of place I do consider myself an introvert, but I mean, I am a very outgoing person. It's not hard for me to get out and want to talk to people and make friends. So yes, it's being part of the military uh, or being a military brat. You definitely learn to do that and learn to adapt. But at the same time as making friends, it's just as hard as, uh, you know, when you got to lose them too, when you move around so much. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So 15, you kind of finally settle in in, in Michigan, and those are high school years. Did, did you play sports? Were you really involved in sports? So before I was even able to walk, I basically had a basketball in my hand. That was the very first sport I ever learned to play. And that was the very first sport my dad put me in. I remember being two years old and having a Larry Johnson, little Fisher-Price basketball rim. So, I mean, I played basketball my whole life until high school. Once I got to high school, I played football. Then after Football, I played that. It was pretty much my love for that kind of grew when I just stopped playing basketball. That's awesome. L little uh, little trivia for you. So Larry Johnson played at Skyline High School here in Dallas, and we we played him. I didn't see the court. I, I didn't. I didn't make it onto the court, but we played against Larry Johnson. And he was 
like a man among boys. <laughs> so tell us then about now you're going to go through through sports and you said basketball and some football. What got you into to trail running, or did you start doing road running? Kind of what was that transition into running? All right, so you know after high school and everything at all, I took a break from sports. Period. Then in my mid twenties, I actually got into bodybuilding. I started doing some local bodybuilding competitions so that, you know, obviously to get into shape, you know, you're trying to get down to single digit, you know, body fat. So we're doing a lot of cardio. And so I would run from periodically time to time then. And then uh, after bodybuilding, I got to powerlifting. I did powerlifting for maybe two years in the USAPL league. And so after I did powerlifting, I went to CrossFit. CrossFit kind of gave me the birth of the obstacle course racing. Yeah. So I was like, and so that kind of put that in my mind. So I was like, well, let me train and do CrossFit and then run at the same time. And that will help build what I need to do the obstacle course races. And so never got to the obstacle course racing because I ran a 5K trail run. And then after that, I just didn't care for the race. And it was just the running that I loved and being out on the trails. And so that was it. And I just took off from there. So you were a CrossFitter that actually ran because that's, that's a little bit uncommon. I think I think the kind of the – the thinking around CrossFit, I did CrossFit for about six years, is they always hated if if there's part part of the, the, the wad, if there was a running element, people hated it. They always wanted just the, the lifting and stuff. So you, you actually <laughs> like the lifting and the running. Correct, yeah. Because, I mean, I, I mean, the lifting, I, I did all the lifting with the, you know, when I did it was bodybuilding and all the power lifting. I mean, I so I had the lifting kind of down except for, I mean, there were some, like Olympic type movements that they do in, in uh, CrossFit that we don't do in powerlifting and in bodybuilding. But I mean, I felt I was decent in that area, so I wanted to improve my cardio because I think that's you know that's where I was going to need to improve at. Because again, too, I'll, I'll kind of take it back here. I had to always feel like I had to work hard on my cardio because I was a smoker for 20 years. I mean, I quit when at the age of gosh, I started when I was 13 years old. Oh wow! And I son was born so about 32, 33. And so then I, I, so I always feel like I always had to, you know, improve my cardio and try to, my, you know, to do what I can and get better and better at that. And so, I mean, quitting smoking and then doing the CrossFit definitely helps. So that's why that was my main focus over the weightlifting was the cardio, just because I used to be a smoker. And did you said you started when you were 13. Was it one of those things that you, over time, just wanted to quit, wanted to quit, couldn't quite do it? Then when you had, you had a, a son, that was the thing that did it? Yeah, I think deep down I wanted to quit. I mean, it, it, I mean, obviously, they can't keep any addiction, it controls you. And, and it was to the point where I just was, I'd be embarrassed to even tell people I smoked. Or people like, oh, I didn't know you smoked. And I would always like hide. I'm like, well, I'm hiding. I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be this, you know, power lifter and bodybuilder, live this healthy lifestyle. And you got, you know, younger kids at the gyms. That, cause we have a small little community here, you know. And at the gym, you got younger kids that are kind of looking up to you. And I'm hiding. I'm smoking cigarettes and stuff. So it's like, you know why do that and if I'm hiding it just, then I just don't need to do it at all and so with that on my mind I'm feeling guilty of doing that and then having my son and want to be you know a role model for him I'm like you know I, I have to quit so I did that I mean I took Shantix for like four weeks I think you're supposed to take it for eight but I mean after the fourth week I lost all my cravings for it and didn't care for it and I haven't looked back since then oh that's awesome well you mentioned your son tell us a little bit about your family yeah I have two older daughters their names are Messiah and DeAsia 16 and 13 they are from a previous relationship and then with my wife now whose name is carrie we have my oldest son jackson who is seven and we have our daughter livia who is six and then we have our nine month old charlotte who we call Letty. wow he is yes <laughs> so we got a big family i didn't know you had a nine month <laughs> old i guess i missed i missed that on instagram you gotta you gotta be dancing around with her yes yes she is definitely at the stage where she's calling around and uh keeping us busy so it's fun but yeah it's definitely uh <laughs> keeping us busy and on our toes well i'm curious with with three kids in the house how how do you balance you know the family time and, and time with your your wife and and doing the things on the trails that you want to do how do you balance all that sacrificing my sleep i mean i'm i'm up in the morning i mean luckily my wife is awesome and she's very supportive of what i do so when it's time to you know on the weekends when i go trail running you know she we Basically, just plan, you know, ahead of time. Like, you know, well, if we have nothing going on, then she doesn't care if I go out. As long as I try to go early enough to where I can still be home and, you know, be with the kids. And on the weekdays, I get up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. So when I get home from work, you know, it's just me and the kids and the family. And so I don't have to, you know, worry about getting my work running. Then it's more of our time and we get to go out and have our walks when it's nice out and stuff like that. So I think by me compromising, you know, my sleep in the mornings on the weekdays, she 
is okay with me, you know, going out on the run on the weekends and running my trail runs and stuff. So just like I said, she's very supportive of what I do. She knows I love to run. She knows it's, you know, very therapeutic for me. And, you know, and actually the family gets involved with it too. I mean, sometimes they'll come out when it's nice on the trails with me while I'm running. So it's uh, something we can do together and they enjoy it. Yeah, I've got to give you a big kudos because I, I obviously we were connected on Instagram and I'll, I'll see your runs. I'll get up and I'm like, wait a minute. Denver's already run 10 miles. It's like 7 a.m. Now, I know you're an hour earlier than me, but still. So hats off to you for getting up early and you know getting your stuff done so that you can spend time with your family later that day. That That is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it sometimes takes a toll on you, man. But like I said, when you're – I have this love for running, man, and it's just – it kind of makes it easy to get up and get up and do my thing. And I try to say that every day, you know, it's – you know, I wake up smiling. There's days where I struggle to get out of bed, but, uh, you know, when it's done, it's all worth it. So That's great. Well, tell us a little bit about your, your trail running. Are there races that you've done that you're super proud of, races that you kind of have your eye on? I'm proud of the one I just recently did, uh, the 100K. It was with the Woodstock. Woodstock 100K, um, just because that was the longest distance. That was the most challenging one where I was running overnight. And then the one I'm looking forward to is the one I'm training for currently now is this is the Avengers Memorial 150 miler, which it's really 154 miles. Wow. Uh, they, uh, it's basically across the state. But I'm going, you know, to the top of the state over here in Ludington, Michigan and running all the way down to Bay city. But it's, uh, it's just a challenge. But at the same time, I, I, what I'm doing it for is, you know, for the, obviously, you know, soldiers that lost your lives, and so that's what's always going to be on my mind. And being being a military brat, it's just going to push me even more, and this has more meaning to me to do this race. So it's kind of been on my mind ever since I first started trail running, to be honest with you. This was like the big one I wanted to do. So you've done you've done 100, did you say you've done 100K or 100-miler? 100 100K, no, yep. yeah. This is, yeah, I haven't done nothing over 100 miles. This will be the first first time I'll going over 100. Awesome. Well, I've no doubt you will do it. And you mentioned that this is a meaningful one, and I'd love to transition a little bit. And I know you've shared your why before, but I'd love to hear, So, I think for a lot of us, our, our why, why we run, changes a little bit over time. Would love to hear a little bit right now. What What's your current why? Honestly, it's just, uh, I mean, it's always going to be for my family. That's, you know, no matter what race or why I'm running will be for them. But this race in particular is just for all the soldiers that have been, you know, that have lost in the wars you know, now and then previously. And it's just, you know, in a time where our country's at, it's just that, you know, this weighs heavy on my heart. And like I said, I've known people that have been in the military that served that have passed. And I've had buddies that have buddies that have passed and, uh, you know, that weren't able to make it home. So this is just me running this. I plan on getting 154 names on me, you know, uh, screen print on a shirt and I'm going to run each mile for them and, you know, make it home because they couldn't make it home. So oh, that's super. That's cool. going to be my, my push to, to make it all the way back for them. I want to make sure I heard that right. So you're gonna you're having a, a na- someone's name that the lost their life, yeah, 154 yep. of them on your shirt. Yep, and I'm gonna make sure I run a, a whole. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna run 154 miles for each name that's on that shirt. Wow, I love that Denver because I think and we heard this from from Kelly when she did her her hundred miler. She had you know her son Judah who's not quite home yet. They're they're in that process of adopting him from. China having yeah. having that like on you I just think it, it just gives you that extra motivation I think it's because you you start to go you know this isn't about me this is about you know the people in my shirt or, or judo on my back or whatever so is that kind of right. your motivation as well oh definitely I mean when you know, I really start to as I'm training for this I'm really meant to prepare myself like when I get to those times where I want to quit and where I just want to stop and give up I got to think about you know, those soldiers that can't come home, you know what I mean? That their families, I'll never see them again. You know what I mean? I got to keep going for them because they weren't able to make it home, you know? And, and they went to this military, you know, when served our country, knowing that this is a possibility. And so, yeah, definitely carrying that with me. I think it's going to push me through to finish this race. I love that. That's so awesome. Well, I'm curious. I know probably your, your nine month old hasn't expressed this to you because she can't yet, but I'm curious to know some of your older kids when you, you know, when they see you out, Getting those miles in, they hear that you've done a hundred. You're going to do 154. What are, What are their thoughts? What, what do they think of Dad doing all that? <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like whatever, you know. Yeah, they just want to do I mean, their thing. Oldest, she might ask, you know, how many miles did I run? You know, when I come in for my training or whatever. But other than that, it's yeah, it's not too impressed by it. My son, 
he likes to come out with me and want to run on the trails. He'll ride his bike and stuff. But other than that, yes, they're not too impressed by it. <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. Well, awesome. Well, let's let's dive into it. We, we, we do this. We call it our fart lick round. So these are the same 10 questions that I ask everybody that's part of this particular segment, which is called Inside the Herd. So let's dive in. These are deep. Man, these are tough ones, Denver. I know you've heard these before. Yes, let's get it. Yes, exactly. All right, you ready? Yes, sir. Favorite trail running song? One that just gets you going. If you need a little little something extra, what's your favorite trail running song? It would have to be, I'd probably say almost anything by NF. I like NF. He's a real good artist. A song called Stress is Good. And then if I want a real good uplifting song, or up, um, I like the Muse Uprising. I don't know if you ever heard that one. It's the older song. I've not. That's that's a good one. I like that one. It's kind of a nice little upbeat song. Yeah, I've realized, and we give you know we give Stephen a hard time about his musical knowledge, but I've realized that I'm pretty much classic rock in seventies, seventies, eighties. After that, it gets a little fuzzy. <laughs> I need to I need to get a little bit better about my my current stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm all over the place with mine. I'm I mean country rock, uh, metal, whatever. It just just depends on the mood. Love it. What about a favorite trail? Do you have a favorite trail that you like to run? Yes, it'll probably be the Midland Trail here at the Midland Forest. It's uh, I mean, probably the trail I run around here ninety percent of the time. My favorite one, one because it's close by. Plus, they have a lot to offer. Like in the wintertime, they got the, a little hill where you can sled down. So sometimes when I'm running, I'll get the kids and then they'll go sled down the hill while I'm running or whatnot. And then it's just they have a toboggan area out there and it's really good for walking and just has a little bit to offer for everybody. They do ice skating out there. More to offer than just, you know, running the trails, basically. So it's a real family oriented type of trail. Awesome. What about go to running shoes? Oh, all shoes, all. Um, right now for the trails, I'm in the Ultra Olympus fours, but I am eyeing the uh, I think they're with the fives or sixes already about now. By now, and then I am what the Torrens for the road are my favorite uh, road running shoes, and the Escalante. Those are very good. I, those are for my speed days. I tell you, Ultra's getting a lot of love. Kelly had the same the same feedback. I haven't haven't heard Hoka yet, and I don't have wide feet, which is funny because a lot of people that like them say they like it because they have wide feet. I don't have the wide they just I don't know I just like it they're just comfortable and it has to be my favorite I mean I've had the Hoka's I've had the Solomon's I've had uh, Brooks I mean I wear my Brooks 14 sometimes but I mean still my top shoes would be ultra it's, you know shoes are one of those things that just they some fit you some don't you know it's just, right. for me the, the Hoka Speed Goats fits me the best and I've tried other ones but uh, yeah just it's just what fits good on your feet what about exactly. what about your favorite piece of gear Oh, and I was thinking hard on this one. And I had a chance to actually, you know, I put some real thought into it. And I, I don't, I'm not really a gear or tech guy, but Kelly had a good one when she said the Gator. I didn't think about that one. I'd have to either say Gator or I do like my hats. Yep. So I say hats. I like I, I, I my running hats. And um, I got different kind of hats. So I like some that, you know, like on very hot days, they have like little pox leaks of ice on the top of them. Yep. And so those are good. I have the flip bill hats with a buff runner. So yeah, hats would be my favorite piece of gear. Love it. Yeah, I'm pretty much hat hat backwards kind of guy. Got to have a hat on, Part, yep. <laughs> mainly because I'm I'm losing my hair. But you know, it's it also looks cool. What about right, what about your favorite aid station food? What's that thing? And for me, it's always a little different. But there's usually that one thing I always gravitate towards. What's what's yours? I'm gonna be very plain here and boring on this one, but it's usually oranges. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why. It's- I don't eat too much at the house. I, I mean, we very rarely eat oranges here, but when I'm on the trail runs and I see oranges, I'm going for the oranges and I'm going for the Pringles. That's my combination. That was my combination from 100K. I don't know what it is about it, but yeah, it's oranges and Pringles. Yeah, it's solid at the at the Black Canyon 100K. Oranges every time. I don't and I don't usually like you said. I don't usually eat oranges necessarily, but and even at races, I don't usually. But for whatever reason, that's what I was craving. I don't know if it was because of the heat, and I just needed that, that uh, yeah. the vitamins, the vitamin C or something. My body's like, vitamin C? I don't know. But, man, I hit, I hit the oranges <laughs> on every aid station. Exactly. And I, and I brought peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but for whatever reason, when I run here at home, I'll crave a PB&J. But when I was on the trail runs, I'd eat a PB&J, take a bite out of it, and I'm just like, I can't do it. No, and I just... <laughs> 
get rid of it. I'm like, okay, give me the orange and the Pringles. I'm like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I think you're, you're maybe your body's craving salt as well. For me, definitely. For me, it usually changes too. Early in the race is pretty much anything, and then later in the race, I those real dry, salty things are harder to eat for me. So I tend to go more to the oranges and watermelon things like that. All right, so you're at the grocery store. You know, you're buying all your real healthy food because you're trying to get that single digit body fat like you used to do when you were when you were training when you were bodybuilding. But something something finds itself in the cart. What's what's kind of your guilty pleasure food? It would have to be either my glazed donuts, bow type to be specific, mm. or brown cinnamon pop tarts. Oh yes, yeah. When we have those in the house, they don't last long. The pop tarts. That's why healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have them in my house. Oh. My oldest daughter. Loves I'm like, dude, you got to tie them because I will eat them. I can't. I don't know. So, it's not just one pack. I got to have like two of them. So I like, no, yeah. Do you actually toast them or do you just eat them right just out of the bag? No, right out the bag. Yeah, me too. I don't even bother toasting them. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> you mentioned this 154 that you're running, but do you have a bucket list race? Or you're like, hey, someday this is a race I really want to do. Any race out in Colorado, I I mean, I know like they've got the Rocky, is that in Colorado, the Rocky Raccoon? Rocky, Ra- I might be. Rocky Raccoon's actually in East Texas. That's that's what, yo, that's you guys. Okay, there's um, there's one that's in Colorado. I don't know what it is, but any race, I, I just want to run out in Colorado. A big race that I would say for a bucket list, maybe something like the Western States. Yeah, man, that would be, that's the dream, right? To somehow get, get into that one. Those ones are something I get to really qualify for, so I mean it's it'll be nice, but yeah, something something like big along those ones. I would say the something <laughs> like the bad water, but that's that's kind of pushing because I don't know if I can deal with those that heat, man. And that's that's a lot of heat for sure, and it's uphill. Like well, golly, give me heat and uphill, just just one's fine. Right. We don't need both. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I would say Western States would probably be a big one. I like to say just because all the people you get to see there and. You know, to make sure of, you know, your big runners and just your average Joes. So it'll be pretty fun just to get out there. Absolutely. Love that. Yeah, that's that was that was the secondary goal for Black Canyon is I got an would if I made it under seventeen hours would have gotten an entry into Western States. One, which is unlikely to get picked, but a few single entries actually do make it every year, but didn't quite happen this year. We'll have to we'll have to give it another try at some point. Well, I know I was rooting for you for that, man. I was like, oh, that'd be so sweet if you got that injury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was running with a guy at that race, and he had like 123 entries and still hadn't gotten picked, or some some number. Everyone's going to probably think of Jeff, that's impossible. But yeah, he had over 100 entries and said the odds were next time he would actually get in because I think for three or four years in a row, they just continue to build and build. And anyway, yeah, someday, someday. What? Someday, yeah. What what about hydration? I'm always curious if people prefer handheld, the vest, or as I've gone to the belt. Do you have a preference? Um, I think it was Kelly that mentioned. I'm kind of along lines of her, where it depends on the distance. Yep. I'm going. Let's say you know we're between ten fifteen miles, probably handheld. Anything more than that, I'd have the vest on. And usually when I run trails, I run the vest, especially if I'm training for a trail run or hundred k or ultra, whatever. I always want to try to wear when I'm training in, so I will definitely do that. So handheld, 15, 10 to 15 miles and everything else to be a vest. That's smart. That's good. This next question is going to be curious because you've done a lot of different things. What's your favorite cross-training activity right now? Anything with the kettlebell. I do a lot of kettlebell workouts right now. That's my favorite. I, I just love the kettlebells. I mean, you can just, I mean, there's this versatile. You can do anything and everything with them, and you can take them anywhere, you know, with you. So, yeah, I just do a lot of kettlebell workouts, and then maybe, you know, walking. You know, I'll just walk around the neighborhood with my family. That's about it. Did you develop a love for kettlebells through CrossFit, or did you do it in a different way? Yes. Yes. Kettle, yes. I, if it wasn't for CrossFit, I probably would never pick up a kettlebell. So, I mean, yeah, I, after doing CrossFit, I didn't. I, <laughs> I'm like, yes, kettlebells are the best thing ever invented for weightlifting for that. I love yep. it. I love the kettlebell swings. You know what I don't like is is the Turkish get-ups. Did you do those in CrossFit? Oh, God. It's brutal. It, it took me five minutes just to figure out how to get up and get right in the first movement and then to do it with the weight. Yeah, that's brutal. But 
Yeah, I do like it, but it's it's brutal. It's a love bait type of thing. Yeah, I know it's really good for you, but yeah, if you guys don't know what a Turkish get up is, go go to YouTube, check it out. It's it may it, it may I don't know if it even looks hard, but it is super hard, and it's 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 kind of a technical <laughs> movement, and you got to keep your eye on the kettlebell and all that. Make you look easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just try it. If it looks easy, just try it. I promise. Yeah, please. It, 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 Make sure you guys post a video if you guys try it too. I want to see. That's right. A dance video and a Turkish get up video. We'll, we'll have some good laughs on that. Well, the last question, this is this is going to be an interesting one. If we had a movie and Denver Isom was in the movie, who would play you? What actor would play you? Uh, yeah, that's what sucks. I feel like I'm old, so I don't know a lot of young actors who would, who would play me. But mm, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the show Raven's Home? I don't think so. It's a TV show. It's Raven. It's not the one where she was a kid, but where she's an adult now. She has kids. I'd probably say her son would be a good guy to play me. His name is Booker on That's So Raven. So if you guys want to look it up and see who the guy is, I don't know his actual name. I'm bad with actual names. But yeah, his name is Booker on the Disney show That's So Raven. I think he would be a good person to play me. Well, we may have to on Instagram grab his picture and your picture, put them together, and <laughs> post that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Denver, you are such a great person. I just enjoyed getting to know you over the last couple of years through through Instagram. It's the first time we've actually got to, got to talk live. So thanks so much for spending some time. And tell people how, if, if they want to follow you, connect with you on Instagram, what's the best way to do that? Uh, you guys can find me at this rock underscore Denver underscore run on Instagram. And that's it. I mean, follow me there. I usually post daily, try to post inspirational Quotes for everybody, just because I you know, try to spread the positivity. So if I could put a little bit of positivity in you guys' day, yeah, job well done. Yep, it's worth it for several reasons. The dance videos, for sure, but also that more that motivation every day. I, I look at your post, I'm like, dang it, Denver's already got ten miles in. It's seven a.m. my time. I got to get going. So yeah, definitely some <laughs> inspiration as well. Well, Denver man, we appreciate you so much. Thanks so much for joining us and letting us get to know you a little bit. No, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I love you guys and I love what you guys are doing and continue doing it. And yeah, it's just awesome what you guys are doing with the herd, man. And it's just like a big old family here. And real quick, we do definitely have to put in a retreat for the big ass runner herd. I mean, I've mentioned it with other big ass herd members. We've kind of like, you know, yes, we should do something. So we're uh, we're with you guys on that. We need to find something somewhere kind of centrally located where we get the most people can make it without too much trouble. We're, we're going to make that happen. I've already got Marcy Baser on it, and she she says she will not run in, except for the last half mile, <laughs> but she will help us plan it. So we're gonna, we're going to make that happen. I probably wouldn't want her to run because she probably had me laughing too much. Where I wouldn't be able to want to, I wouldn't be able to run. So yeah, that's probably good. so. Thanks, Marcy. <laughs> so true. Well, buddy, Denver, thanks so much again for joining us, and uh, and we'll we'll get we'll make that retreat happen, or we'll end up at a race together at some point. But we got we got definitely yeah. got to run together. No doubt. Yeah. If you know, if I got to come out to you guys away, man, I'm down. I need a vacation. That sounds great. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, thanks so much. Be good. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Well, one of the things we love to do is to give shout-outs and kudos to the big-ass runners out there just making it happen. And this week, I mentioned that we saw Kyle Buckley out at Grasslands. And I started the race right behind him. He's a lot faster than I am, so it's the the first and only time I saw him. He took a little tumble, jumped up, and kept going, and came in fourth place overall. Amazing race, Kyle. Great job. Just want to give you a huge... Shout out and kudo. I actually got to meet Kyle in person for the first time at that race. So that was awesome as well. But way to go, Kyle. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Bazers. Hey! hey. <laughs> oh my goodness. What's up, y'all? Hi, Jeff. You can tell that Marcy's theme song has won out. <laughs> and 
it is now the Baser theme song. Yeah, I don't oh, even yeah. get a theme song anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're be, you know, your theme song is good, but it's not as good as Marcy's. Oh, and that's kind of true for, for debate. Where up. did it come from, Jeff? The Marcy one? Yeah, where'd you find it? I searched the interwebs for days. Not the encyclopedia. No, not the encyclopedia. <laughs> I went to the encyclopedia first. It was a dead end. <laughs> they, they had things like Paco Bell's canon, you know? <laughs> Songs so you hear in a wedding. Taco Bell's what? Paco Bell. Paco Bell. Paco Bell's canon. Was, they played it in your wedding. Dude, you used to love those uh, Mexican pizzas from oh, Taco I, Bell. I mean, they, gave, they, t- yeah. they had Mexican pizza at Taco oh, Bell. Back in the day. Yeah. And you may be listening. A lot of people on the show are like, ooh, I hear a new voice. Who could that be? That is the greatness of Charlie Baser. Hello. Welcome to the show, Charlie Baser. <laughs> Chuckles. Hey, Chuck. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hey. El Jefe. Hello there. Well, you know, a lot of people have heard your name. We've talked about you on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Yes. We refer to you as Charlie, as Chuck, mm-hmm. all the things. And now you are live and in person in the Big Ass Runner studio. Yeah. What's so exciting and we're very excited about today's topic because today's topic is what happens when you put someone who thinks running is stupid together with someone who can run really really fast like timmy time by the way congratulations to timmy time he got ninth in the half marathon this past week thank you thank you yeah ninth place yeah out of, of a lot. Out of, ten. <laughs> Out of ten runners. No, there were tens of runners. There was. Tens of runners. There was yeah. like no to over 200 runners. Yeah, there was a lot of runners. There was a lot of runners. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you did really, really well. Thank you. What, what was your time? 144? 144. Nice. On a trail marathon? It was like... Wow. I half felt marathon. Like a, half marathon. I felt like I was on Baywatch because we were running on the beach. <laughs> it was. It was so sandy. And you were wearing a Speedo. I was wearing a Speedo. <laughs> So yeah, my speedo and the hair flowing had a little uh, <laughs> it's like hassle the white off, sunscreen on my you. nose. Oh, yes. It was beautiful. It was so <laughs> exciting. <laughs> it was so exciting for all the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> like got to observe. Oh my gosh, how much of that is true? <laughs> None of it. Uh, I'll let you decide. We ran the race. That was true. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe that speedo part. He does have these long, tight little shorts that I'm like, you can't wear those in public. Yeah. And I've seen him wear them. They make everybody. They were for triathlons, and I wear them when I scuba dive. Yeah. Oh, you scare the fish away. Very well, or attract them. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Oh, I was gonna, I was Did gonna you make, just say ooh? <laughs> I was going to make an eel joke, but Charlie's in the room, so I will not, <laughs> I will not do that. I will not do that. So, Timmy Time, you're you're an established runner. Mm-hmm. You have top 10 several times. And then Marcy is a pre-runner. <laughs> a, 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 Established a fast walker. <laughs> She's a fast. I can walk like the you wind. Can walk really fast. I really can. Trying to walk with her is kind of difficult. <laughs> so that leads us to the question: When you guys have a, a kiddo like Charlie, mm-hmm. what does that produce? What does that produce? Now, Charlie, are you a long distance runner? No. You're not a long distance no. runner. Wonk, wonk, wonk. Well, let's go the other direction. <laughs> what do you think of running? I don't like long distance running. It. Makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of us uncomfortable. It's kind of like Timmy and, Time in a speedo. It makes yeah, a lot yeah. of us uncomfortable. No, running long distance is a punishment for me. Okay. Dad. Yep. Yep. Okay, you make her. You make her do like fart licks or something, Timmy Time. <laughs> no, like she like got three in trouble, miles. and I said I can either take your phone or you can run three miles with me. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Some bonding time, so it's punishment. I wanted to cry. Oh. Are we done yet? I'm dying. Charlie, we're like at a quarter of a mile in. No, I'm going to die. I wonder where she got that. I was at home praying for her. Lord, just let her finish. But she did finish. She got second. She got, way to go. Two out of two. Well, that's better than third. I don't know how you would have gotten third. She did not get a DNF. Mom speed walked by her. <laughs> that could have happened. I think I could have walked faster than I was running. But Charlie, you actually do excel in, in something where your legs are moving quickly. I do. What is that? I'm a sprinter. 
She is a there sprinter. That is what yes. we produced. So you take a ultra runner and a pre-runner, and it makes <laughs> a sprinter. Yes, indeed. Tell us about your last race. My last race? Oh, geez. Well, that was, that was, that was state. last state. Yeah, it was at yeah. state. Was what? State. Yeah. Oh, you're burying the lead. Okay. I do not know why I couldn't remember that. <laughs> you're burying the Super lead. Super humble. She, yeah. she comes yeah. from the Baser. Humble brown. <laughs> Yeah, I was at state. I was in Waco with for my four by two relay team. We got last, but you know what? No one expected us to go. That's so right. Go. It was shocking for all of us. Wasn't it the first time you had made it to state? Yes, it was for the, in school history. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just being there was yeah, quite being the there was it was successful. What makes a good? Was it four by two? Was it four by said? two? Yeah. So that's four people running two hundred mm-hmm. feet. Meters? No, 200 meters. I'm trying to do the math here. Does each person do 200 or yeah, 200 Yeah, we all do total? 200. So there's a total of Got two it. full laps. Got it. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing some math here, and that's over 400. Yes, that's 800. <laughs> half, a, half, a, half a lap times four. That's it's half a, a mile. It's, it's a, a half. Halfer. It's a half a mile. <laughs> it's, that makes sense now. Uh, no. It makes total sense. Charlie's doing part of a half mile. Mm-hmm. Marcy dreams of doing the half mile. We're going to talk about your race idea here in a second, too. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Awesome. Well, what, what leg do you, do you run normally? So my first year running, I was the anchor. Oh, nice. And then they moved me to first leg because I was the only girl who knew how to use our starting blocks. Okay. Got it. But I'm also super fast. Ooh. <laughs> What was that humble part earlier? <laughs> oh, so super. Dad well, and you said it so seriously. Water at the nose. Are you saying you're not fat? You are fast. She's fast. I'm okay. I don't. No, you're you're being humble. You're uh, you wouldn't be on the team if you were okay. That is true. Yeah. So we used go. to call their uh, track team Cool Runnings, or I called their track team Cool Runnings. They had no track. Yeah, we to ran on practice. Dirt. Yeah. <laughs> You remember that movie? The Jamaican bobsled yeah, team. Yeah, I sure do. Yep, that yep. was their track team. <laughs> Ran on dirt. Well, yeah. that I know all about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Running on it dirt's fine. Yeah, but not when you're supposed to be running on a track. <laughs> Sprinting. Yeah. <laughs> Sprinting and avoiding potholes is difficult. Yeah, so it, it toughened you guys up and mm-hmm. you made it to state. Yeah, when mm-hmm. we got on a track, it was a lot easier. I was going to say, what was it like running on an actual track? Oh, I felt like I was flying. <laughs> it was pretty great, though. They uh, they finished, so they weren't supposed to be there, and they finished dead last. And yeah. they were, it was like they won the gold medal. That's it was awesome. So they were so happy. They oh, were. Just to be taking there. pictures. Yeah. 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 It was awesome. It was awesome. Could you see the next to last team in, in the, you know, close no. to you? They couldn't even see them. Well, no, no. I close. had a lead whenever I, I started. Oh, there, there you go. go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Just well, see, that's great. I love that. You, have, you, you know, you, 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 you mentioned you were the anchor. My running has been described that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you are you carrying an anchor? No, that the anchor is when you're the last person to get the baton. Well, that's and what I thought. Him. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not what they were talking about. They think Jeff runs holding an anchor. Well, yeah. Oh, oh do you head. run with your arms? like? <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> like real close? I just run really slow. Oh. So it's as if I'm carrying a large metal object. Well, people used to say I ran like a dinosaur. Oh, really? I've run like... Like oh, with your arm. little, your little <laughs> velociraptor yeah. after arms? My little arms not, and looking down the whole time. Well, I do that because I fall a lot. Uh, so do I. See, there you go. I fell on a track beat once. That oh, was embarrassing. Charlie. I know. Oh, yeah. When I was in basketball, I was so slow that the, the coach would yell, unhook the U-Haul, Harold. I'm like, I'm not pulling a freaking U-Haul, okay? That's just, that's just how I run. It's, that's my high gear. That's my high gear. So what do you like about sprinting versus maybe longer distances? Sprinting, it's over faster. Uh huh. Because, well, depends. I like the 200 the most because the 100 people are like really fast. And when I did run the 100, it takes me a minute to get started. But 200, once you're started, you just keep going. But 400, no. (laughs) (laughs) That is like a sprint 
for 400 meters, but you have to learn how to time, like pace yourself. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I just sprint. And then when I get to that last hundred, I'm basically walking. <laughs> you, you get the don't know how to slow down at the beginning from your mm-hmm. dad. You get the don't want to run part for your mom. Yeah. I'm seeing how this is all coming together. Yeah. We, we made a butte, Clark. Over. We made a butte. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to be over quickly. Yeah. Also for me. Yes. Yeah. Also yeah. for Marcy. <laughs> Yes, and the blonde hair from Marcy. I'm seeing a lot of things from your mom. Mm -hmm. Strong genes. Very Very much so. Strong genes. Very much so. Have you tried longer distance? Have you tried maybe a half marathon or a thousand meter or 10,000 meter, anything like that? I ran a six mile race with my dad. And? I was was told it was a three mile. (laughs) (laughs) Really did I lie to That's a good parenting tip right there. Lying. She did did an obstacle course race. Yeah, it was an obstacle course. Oh, you did an OCR. Actually, the Savage. Yeah, I did a Savage. Back in 19. Yep. And you crushed it. Sure. (laughs) Hey, we finished. Yeah, we did finish. We beat the Slossons. That's the goal. Oh, (laughs) That's how we beat the Slossons. (laughs) You beat your friends. You did not come in last. Yes. Uh, Of the two... You didn't come in last. That's awesome. There you go. <laughs> Very good. Well, I've heard it. You know, sometimes sprinters turn into ultra runners. So there's hope. Just like yeah. for your mom. Well, that's what sprinters do when they get old. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, but I don't run anymore. Oh, you You're retired. Still really young. <laughs> I retired. I do the stairs. Oh, like a stairmaster, or mm-hmm. just or just stair walk masters. up stairs. Okay. No, if there's an elevator or escalator, I choose that. <laughs> Apple does not fall far from the tree, does no, it? No, it does not. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, very good. Congratulations on going to state. Thank you. That is awesome. Yes. School school record, I'm sure. Oh, right? 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. I think, though, Marcy, we, we, talked, we teased this a second ago. We got we to hear about your big oh. idea. Oh. Since we're talking about maybe a little bit longer than a sprint distance, what's your you got a you got a big race well, idea? I do. I'm thinking about putting on the MB Halfer. <laughs> the MB Halfer. Sponsored by the Big Ass Runner. Of course. The MB Halfer. Oh, I, I know. It. Tim and I were out on a a very quick walk recently. <laughs> very fast paced, and uh, he Hybrid. noticed. He looked to the left and he saw the little trail, like the trailhead at the beginning. And he goes, hey, is that your trail that you ran? I'm like, yeah, you want to do it? <laughs> Follow me. I took off. It's a leader. Breakneck speeds. And uh, he's, no, well, I was, was running. running. You were running? She was I, running. You have <laughs> yeah. to run the trail. Yeah, you got to run the trails. Yeah. So I was showing him leading the little bunny trail. I showed him, oh, here's the area where I could bury you if you mm-hmm. acted up. It was I had a big a hole. Shallow big dirt grave. hole. Yeah. <laughs> no one would look back there. No, no. Well, they might now. Now the secret's out. I'm going to have to yeah. get a new hole. But People are going to be using your hole. <laughs> somebody maybe use it. That thing's done. So we thought, okay, this could really work. We could do the MB Halfer. There's probably maybe a quarter mile maybe. worth of trail. I think I can get at least one to two comfort stations in there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's enough uh, trail, like concrete trail in the neighborhood that we could make it into a full half mile. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know. And it, I is know. it kind of a pick your course? You can do the trail, you can do the road, you can do both. Well, Tim thought we should broaden the horizon a little bit. Yeah. And uh, you can do the halfer if you're up for it. Um, if you're a newbie, there's going to be there's some a quarter. Yeah. Well, there's a little training station <laughs> that we have for, for our new runners that will be having some professionals help them. And I think it's actually half a block. Yep. Okay. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a blank lot that's mm-hmm. just empty still yep. in our neighborhood. We're going to have that... Charlie there with her nurse station. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's still a half or it's, it's just a half, a half block. Or. It's a half block. Okay. It's all halving. All half. It might be half a lot. Half <laughs> yeah. a lot. Okay. Well, it's still a half. It's, still it's a enough. Half. It's a good starting point, Tim. It is. So what's going to be at the comfort stations? Everything going to be halves, oh. like half a donut? Oh, I like that. Half a half a. Half. I like that. <laughs> Oh, half an juice. orange, half a pickle, half a, half pickle. a big papa. You just get a rehydration. The, yep, you, mm-hmm. I like it. You juice. get half of a juice box. A yeah. sip because you know, sip it, pass it to your friend. Mm. We don't you get believe just it. the uh, one side of the Oreo, just the cookie. Or oh the yeah, you can't get both. You can't get both. <laughs> you, can't get both. you gotta get half. I like it. Mm-hmm. Right, we have a yeah. theme. I think we do. I Abs. think this will work. And there's a great big field, and there's also. <clears throat> 
uh, our neighborhood pool right there. Ooh, you can uh, do it. We a... can make it a pool party. And, you know, <laughs> you can just jump out when your heat comes up. You, you every ten minutes, you got a heat going through it. You know, I mean, it's gonna go pretty. It's fast. gonna be an all day event. You just jump out in your bathing suit, put your flip flops on, go for the halfer. I, <laughs> I think it's gonna work. I think it's gonna be a crowd please. Bring gonna... your kids. <laughs> There's something for cause. everybody, all ages. All this, ages welcome. This is a great idea. I think it'll work. We got to because do you have enough? Parking for every, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna have that's a neighborhood. Tons of people coming oh, yeah. in for this because we're gonna have possibly some road people too. Of course, yeah. do we need golf yeah. court golf yeah. carts? Who knows? Well, oh, well, and I hadn't even. All this is obviously to benefit the nonprofit. We're gonna be benefiting Blake's house with this. Sure, or, you know whatever oh, you want to donate. I know. Yeah. I thought you know Sleepovers. what yeah. for people who really want to help. You know, help out with Blake's house. Plus, get to know a big ass runner host. We're going to offer for $5,000 sleepovers. Oh, my gosh. Bring your own sleeping bag. <laughs> Baser sleepovers. Kids, Baser sleepovers. We're all going to be in the living room together. It's going to be oh a my. ball. Or you can stay at Hefe's house. Sure. Oh, we're, we're throwing you up there, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll host Hope you're coming in from out of town. Yeah. Bring Hope it you're in. okay with it. Mm-hmm. We got, Hope you're okay with it. We got the Gracers, your house. We, got, yeah. we can, we can mm-hmm. put people up. We figure there's all probably going to be place. about 5,000 people. At least. Yeah. At least. Yeah. At least. At least. <laughs> We're pretty popular. Yeah. Well, this is a great idea. I uh, love it. The Mars, the MB Haffer. MB Haffer. Everything's half. <laughs> oh, half. are you going to tell them what they win? Or comp- when do you get a half medal? Oh, half medal. I like it if you win, and a, a ribbon that says you did okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I part. Mean, yeah, I mean, let's not go overboard. You did okay. <laughs> hey, some people will train for like months. Oh my god! Or gosh. minutes. Or minutes. I know minutes, minutes, and some will just go. That's you know, great. They just may just go. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's finish this segment getting to know Charlie a little bit. Yes. Now, Charlie, you you just told us about your state track endeavors. Yes. You are graduating I this am year. Graduating. You're a senior. Yes. Where do you go to school? Independence High School. Independence High School. And mm-hmm. you are headed to the University of Arkansas. Yes, I am. Let's How excited. It. Yeah, let's hear a pig suey. Pig suey. Oh, oh. you got to know the pig suey thing. Pig suey. Pig suey. <laughs> All right, MB, you got a good one. Let's hear yeah, it. Yeah, you have a good I one. I just did it. Let's hear it no, loud. You did the same loud and proud. Pig suey. <laughs> Beautiful. You'll hear mama coming. Oh. <laughs> So that's exciting, and you're going to mm-hmm. be studying. Do you know what you're studying yet? I'm going to pre-nursing. Oh, awesome. Yes. Very cool. Mm-hmm. You could have your own comfort station. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's Band-aids. basically what nurse station is, right? I know how to wrap ankles. That's true. You worked yeah, with the football team. Yeah, I was a football, football team. trainer, yeah. so I can wrap ankles and wrists. There you go. Mm-hmm. Do you know what kind of nursing you want to do? I want to go into labor and delivery. Oh. Yeah, because last summer I was there kind of shadowing one of my friend's mom's. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. all of us around this table have been at labor and delivery at some point in our life. That is yep. true. I don't know if you knew that. Some of us yeah. more than others. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you were too. You were there. I was oh. there. Yeah. We were all there together. For Stacy's baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I meant her own birth. Oh, yeah. You yeah. were there. Yeah. That's true. I, was there. I don't remember it. You don't remember it? Oh, my gosh. It was uh... quite the event. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, I bet. Well, we're excited uh, for you. Headed to Arkansas. You. That's going to be an awesome experience. Beautiful. Oh, I know. That's she's gonna get into trails. You're gonna, yeah. You have to be a trail runner if yeah. you're going to Arkansas. Might happen. Mm-hmm. Oh. Maybe trail walking. There you go. Hiking. Sorry. I she heard loves hiking. I, I like heard hiking. a might happen. That's a little glimmer of hope. Uh-huh. That's yeah. a glimmer of hope. Might have just said that to make you happy. Oh well, <laughs> it did. I'll take it. Worked. Worked. It worked. Yeah, I'll take what All I can right. get. Well, thank you, Charlie, for joining the show. And thank you, Marcy and Tim, as always. Yep. That Thanks is for having, for us. having us. The Bazers. Bye. Bye. Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 87 of The Big Ass Runner. Thank you so much for listening and a big thank you to everyone that was involved in this episode. Thanks to 
Jacqueline for that amazing intro for Denver Isom for the Inside the Herd segment. Just really, really appreciate you, Denver, so much. For Kyle, for that fourth place finish at Grasslands Half Marathon. And, of course, to the whole Baser family, to Timmy Time, Marcy, and Charlie. Chuckles! Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. One thing you can do to help the show, we've talked about this before. We said, hey, I want to help the show. How do I do that? Here's a very easy and free way to do that. Go to Apple Podcasts and give us a written review. If you want to give us a one-star review, that's okay. I won't be happy about that. If you want to give us a five-star, that's even better. But yeah, a written review would really help us. It helps people find the podcast, and that's how we continue to reach more and more everyday runners out there just making it happen. And a big thanks, as always, to our amazing audio engineer, Steve Sassafras Saunders. Well, with that, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. And it's a single half mile loop, not a half mile. <laughs> that would be what Marcy Baser would run. No, it's a single half marathon loop. So along the way, we took a little video. So along the way, we took a little audio and I want to share that with you. It's solid, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, with that, get out there, hit those trails and keep running. Your Sorry, Steve. <laughs> I got a little ahead of myself.